Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Last week, the ESRI slashed its GDP forecast for Ireland from 5% to 0.1%, a remarkable change. But today, Davy Stockbrokers puts its neck on the line by sticking with its forecast for 5.5% growth. It also suggests that house prices will grow in value by 1.5% this year. Connell McQuilla is the author of the report and chief economist with Davies and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Connell. Morning. So why a huge discrepancy between you guys and the ESRI in estimates for GDP this year? Uh, well, um, I think, I suppose what you're seeing is the volatility in the data, the export sector, the multinational sector, the difficulties in measuring that. Mm. So we saw a couple of weeks ago, GDP contracted by 4.6% in the first quarter of the year. Mm. Uh, that relates to the pharmaceutical sector. Industrial production in March alone uh, fell by 45%. And then we now we know now it rebounded by 70% in April. Mm. So it just shows how volatile the measurement of the sector is how, and I suppose we do disagree with the ESRI a little bit close to the central bank, which is 5% GDP growth. But again, the data are very volatile, subject to revision. Uh, and I suppose it just shows you the difficulty in measuring multinational sector output. Where we do agree, uh, and I think everyone agrees, is that the economy has done fantastically well in the first half of the year. Jobs growth has been very strong. Consumer spending has been far more resilient uh, to the pickup in energy prices and you know, high inflation. And really, the economy has been performing extremely well. Uh, so if you look at the SRI, even, the central bank the, ourselves, we all have circa around 3% growth for modified domestic demand, strong I, jobs growth this year. So really, there's actually quite a lot of consensus. It's just that measuring the export sector is quite difficult. It's really difficult, isn't it? Is there, some, is, is there rivalry between the various forecasters and do you have a wager at the start of the year to see where you'll be? There must be a friendly wager between you guys. Uh, no, there is. There's, there's, there's even awards which uh, get distributed around over time in oh, terms right. of the best forecaster. But ultimately, yeah. I mean, that's going to be luck more than anything. It come, the data is just extremely volatile. Uh, and how come we can't get a grip on GDP, an accurate grip on the number? Uh, well, look, we have a very open economy. We have a pharmaceutical sector, tech, the ICT sector, the you know Facebook, Google, uh, you know, sectors of enormous profitability where, you know, we know that ten, 10 companies account for, you know, over 10, 50% of corporate taxes. Mm. So these account for big shares of GDP. So when you have this very concentrated co- economy, uh, the data is just going to be volatile. As well as that, there's been a lot of um, accounting changes related to institution or international corporate tax reform, mm. where you've seen these big shifts in intellectual property assets, which have affected the data and led to very strong inflated GDP growth rates, which... You know, the economics community being the first to say or overstated how strong the economy is. At mm. some point, we may get a negative number, which we have to explain away as kind of being, uh, you know, suggesting things are weaker than they are. We saw that in the first quarter of the year. Uh, we need to kind of look through that. And officially, technically, Ireland is in re- recession. Uh, inflation looked pretty scary nine months ago. Um, we're starting H2 or the third quarter of this year. Uh, what do you think is going to happen for inflation? Uh, well, it will certainly come down. We're already seeing that. Um, it's been a little bit more res- resilient than expected. We've seen that in many countries. We're no mm-hmm. different. I on, suppose especially on the core inflation side. Uh, it has. But I suppose what's different about Ireland and a little bit troubling is that we haven't seen any cuts whatsoever in terms of households' energy bills, mm. electricity and gas. In the UK this week, uh, the Ofgem, their regulator, has reduced its price cap effective from July 1st. So the average UK household will see their energy bill cut from £2,500 to £2,070. Mm. Uh, but price, didn't the UK taxpayer step in to, to, to bail out? Uh, uh, they, they did, and the price cap itself was actually higher still at over £3,000, mm. and the government stepped in and limited it to £2,500. 
Uh, but we haven't seen any cuts in Ireland. And Why? You know, that's, well, energy companies have, you know, locked in energy prices perhaps last summer, which are extremely high. Mm-hmm. Most European countries have uh, seen big cuts in energy bills. We haven't seen that yet. So I think Do that's a risk. Do you that in the second half of the year? Yeah, I think there, there has been some expectation in some commentary that that's likely that Tisha could obviously be on record threatening windfall taxes if that doesn't happen. Uh-huh. We'd assumed energy bills would be down 20% uh, by the end of the year. We haven't seen that yet. I think that's uh, concerning that we haven't seen that from energy companies in Ireland yet. The summer economic forecast could be out this week, could be out as, as early as tomorrow. Um, there's talk about breaching their own guidelines. There's talk about giveaways already. Um, is that wise or could that stoke inflation? Uh, well, being an economist, I'll go with the sort of consensual view that if you've got an economy that's operating close to full capacity with capacity constraints underlying inflationary pressures, it's precisely not the time to be imposing large increases in government expenditure or giveaway budgets. It seems kind of quite disappointing that having come up with a 5% rule in terms of growth core spending, you want to break it straight away. Mm. Uh, and I think it's pretty clear the main, what's at the front of politicians' minds is the next election. Yeah. Uh, so really... So you if can you want expect to, there to be some sort of middle class giveaways at least. Uh, well, we have in our own forecasts a surplus of 12 billion this year. That's ahead of the government's own forecasts, growing to 15 billion in 2024. Mm-hmm. And we assumed a little bit stronger spending growth uh, than the government has in its own projections. And I suppose that's looks pretty wise uh, given uh, what we're seeing in the media at the moment that you know they might actually break uh, their own rules so um, yes there's, a, there's an election coming um, true to form we'll probably see a giveaway budget ahead of that mm-hmm. uh, as the incumbent parties try to increase their support Now what would you recommend the government to do if you were giving your budget submission now? Uh, well I'd recommend the government should stick to its own rules uh, and stay within the 5% rule we shouldn't really be doing large tax cuts at this particular point in time. Mm-hmm. And we have an inflation problem, as do many countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have broad, large, broad-based giveaways, you're just going to chase inflation. The economy is operating close to capacity. It has a lot of labour shortages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can increase capital expenditure aggressively all you want, but if the construction sector is operating close to capacity, you're only going to generate inflation. So, I mean... This is a difficult message. It's one that many countries are grappling with at the moment. If you have an economy operating close to capacity with labour shortages and you try to uh, stimulate it with even more spending, you are going to generate inflation. And that's why you're seeing the central bank, the SRI, and a range of bodies suggest that now is not the time for are large su- giveaway budgets. Are you surprised at how robust the Irish economy is, given the economic shock from last year and, the, you know, inflation, uh, oil prices, etc., interest rates? Uh, well, we are, and that's, you know, we've revised up our forecast for consumer spending this year for jobs growth. I mean, to see consumer spending and employment grow by 2%, both in the first quarter of the year, is extraordinary. Um, I suppose, look, we're, we thought oil prices and higher gas bills would have a bigger impact on uh, consumer spending. Uh, fiscal supports have helped, but un- the underlying pace of jobs growth has just been extraordinary. And across the globe, I suppose, coming out of the pandemic, there's just been a little bit more momentum mm. than perhaps people had um expected. But going into next year, I think that's when you may see a bit more of a slowdown as the capacity constraints bite, as you see the impact of, say, ECB rate hikes. Uh, There is a downturn in the global manufacturing sector at the moment. So Mm -hmm. we can't expect the kind of really rapid growth of exports that we've seen in recent years to continue into 2024. Connell, thank you very much. That's Connell McQuilla, the Chief Economist with Davies Stockbrokers. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.